Hi, everybody on BBS. Welcome to the Sunday morning with the, wait, not Elohim, with Terry and friends and all of us. And we had another caller. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Welcome to the Sunday morning call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hey, positive greeting. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Joan. Mm. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to the Sunday morning call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Cecil from the Great Northwest. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Anybody else? Hi, family. Nope, not yet. Is Wynn there? Positive? Mm, no, not yet. Mm. Hi, Raiden. Hi. Positive greetings, Raiden. Thank you. It's nice to hear you on a Sunday. Yes. How you do that uh, without contacting the local officials so that we can, number one, know how to respond uh, to our communities. Can and somebody two, turn off their radio or TV? Please. And thank you. Five truckloads of 70 tons of contaminated soil have been returned to East Palestine. Oh, Harris County, Texas has received half a million gallons of the water that was used for firefighting and is expected to receive another million and a half. But until things can be worked out, you've got 102,000 gallons of uh, contaminated water that are parked here in East Palestine. And the cleanup is somebody turned that off, please. I'm live in East Palestine, Ohio. Mike, many thanks. For more on this, I'm joined by Republican State Senator from the great state of Ohio, Michael Ruley. Michael, welcome. Good afternoon, Mike. How are you today? Great, thanks. Thank you for being here. Let's start with this pause in contaminated material being removed by the EPA. We instructed Norfolk Southern to pause shipping waste moving forward waste disposal plans, including disposal locations. Welcome to the Sunday morning call. Would you like to say your name and location? Good morning, everyone. Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Really worried about this pause for really to keep the ball and the idea that they had to stop. Can somebody turn that off, please? Secretary visited 20 days after the train crash. Um, your thoughts on this? Are you satisfied? With you who have the TV on, please mute your phone. Because it's not important to keep the spotlight on the area so we can continue to try to become whole again. For that, I'm appreciative. But it seemed pretty hollow. It didn't seem like it packed a punch. You know, I think people need to realize that if we don't keep the spotlight on East Palestine, they're going to try to clean up this town with 40 or 50 million, when in reality, we need close to a billion dollars to fix it. Are you satisfied with the EPA and the National Transportation Safety Board, which have been on the scene for longer? Oh, I'm really appreciative with Ann, the director of the Ohio EPA. She's done a lot of good. We have really kept the focus on cleaning the houses out, 2,100 houses in East Palestine, and these need to be hazmat clean. They're going to be anywhere between ten dollars to $20,000 per house. We have 2,100 homes just in East Palestine. I have about 800 homes in Nagley, which is about a mile and a half, two miles south. 
you're looking at tens and tens and tens of millions. So uh, they have put pressure on the U.S. EPA, which in turn has Norfolk actually moving on that. So there has been a little bit of progress with that. President Biden announced Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control will go to East Palestine and conduct testing. Is that good news? Well, as far as the testing goes, I'm a little bit concerned. I've been one of the few elected uh, officials that say, do not drink the water. I'm worried about you even standing in the water. blasting everybody, and they would them to turn it off, and we're already being recorded. Thank you. Oh, that's a relief. Wow, that will be loud. Oh, good. Do we have any other callers that came in that would like to announce themselves? Hi, Antonio. Cija from England. Hi, Cija. Hey, Cija. Hi, 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 Cija. Hi, hi, everybody. Pa hi, everybody. Positive greetings, Cija. Oh, hi, Raiden. Hi, everyone. I, w I w can't do the healing list today, guys. I am. Um, Recovering from a poison tooth, and I will I will say this to everybody that get an ozone machine. It could save your life. Seriously, everyone should have an ozone machine because that's what I've been taking, and it has definitely saved me from probably having to go into hospital. So get get a nozone machine because it's very very important. How did your tooth get poisoned? I had an infection in my tooth. I went to the dentist, and um, they didn't give me any antibiotics. They put a uh, treatment into the tooth area, and the tooth area had its had a some kind of antibiotic in it. But it probably, obviously, wasn't enough. Welcome to so, this Sunday morning call. Would you like to say your name and location? Good morning. It's Wynn in Sedona. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Okay. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mute myself now, guys, but I'll be listening. Can you uh, get on the console, Wynn? Yeah. Hi, she's not here, huh? No. And Cynthia, she said she won't be doing the healing list today. She won't? No. She's here, but... Um, okay, okay. Recovering from the infected tooth. And when, for your information, uh, if you want me to do the... Calling in the light, you'll have to do it in the next five minutes. Okay, are you are you leaving today? The call early? Am I what? Are you leaving the call early? Yes. Okay. And I don't think Joy will be here today. No, she's not going to be here. I know that. Okay, well... Why don't we get started, all right? Welcome to the Sunday Morning Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, it's Bonnie in California. 
Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Good morning. Hi, Bonnie. Was that another ding? If it was, would you like to say anything on the question? Just like after 9-11, we saw that that dust that was in the air with the U.S. EPA, it really wasn't that strong, was it? We look at very recently, there's been a crew of researchers from Texas A&M that have been studying the molecules that are in the air. And even Welcome the to the call. We go back. Sorry about the noise. Thing. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. The recording has started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody that's on PBS. This is Winfrey in Sedona, Arizona, and Terry Brown in the Fifth Dimension. <laughs> and friends. And um, this call is titled, Sunday Morning with the Elohim. And every Sunday, for many years, we had a conversation with the Elohim through my partner, Terry Brown. And um, we have been so blessed to have this archive of all of these dialogues between Terry and myself, actually between the Elohim and later the Ra group, speaking to us through Terry. And, you know, I have known Terry for 40 years. And for 20 years, the beginning 20 years, she never channeled. I didn't know she could channel. She was interested in she was interested in channeling. She would attend talk. All participants are muted. Hang on. She would go to a talk in Los Angeles every week. It was actually a channeling was a woman by the name of Cheryl Taylor who was channeling something that was called the Council of Light. And it was probably connected to the Elohim in some way. And sometimes I would drop her off at that talk and she would always invite me to come in. But I never did. I was scared of channeling. I was scared. I didn't have a way to verify that it was real. And I was afraid that I might get misled in some way or another. And Terry didn't channel 
in those talks. She just listened. Except for one time, she told me, she went up in front of the room and she started channeling. And in this first 20 years, I knew Terry was special. She radiated unconditional love. People loved her. And um, they didn't know why she was special. And I didn't know why she was special. But she had that unusual quality. Some of you saw that a picture I sent out of Terry waving. And that picture was actually taken before we did these calls. But that same love comes through her. You know, in, in my life, at that time, I had made an observation. And that was, that was, there were certain people that radiated love. And they looked angelic. And there were other people that were wise and deep, but they didn't radiate that love. And I always wondered, how is it that some people do this? And some people don't. And I didn't have an answer for it. But I, I do understand it now. Because I understand that people come in from different realms. And some people come in from the angelic realm the Elohim realm. Other people come in from the Ra realm and everywhere in between. And the people that came in from the really high realms could radi would radiate that love. But they usually didn't have the wisdom of this realm. But they had this expression of joy that I wondered, how could I have that? Um, now, I was wise. I was writing songs. My songs were wise. I could see into people. And I could see the patterns they were going through. But I didn't have that ability to radiate that love. Although I could bring that love through 
in things I was creating. Like while I'm talking now, I can feel energy moving through me into all of you on the call. And when I played music, I could feel that energy radiate into an audience. I couldn't do it the way Terry did it. And I don't know if I ever will. I may just have to just be how I am. I remember my teacher in those days, and I've talked about him. Um, one time he told me that I get love from my creations. And, and it's still kind of that way. And I never could figure Terry out. Like, I remember one time we went to uh, breakfast, and Terry had a friend named Paul Wyland, and he was with us. And while we're sitting at the table, Terry said, Paul, I feel your wife here. His wife had passed. And, uh, and Paul said, I do too. And that actually happened a number of times because Paul used to take his wife to that same restaurant. And I just sat there in wonder, asking myself, is Paul's wife really here? And I didn't know. And she would do things like that oftentimes. You who are regulars on these calls have heard her um, do that on the call regarding something. And I now know that Terry was in a realm where those things were real. And in some ways, she had a harder time in this realm because she didn't have the wisdom of this realm. Although she managed fairly well in this realm, usually because of her love. She could do things I couldn't do very well. Because I, I had to be in a constant state of creation to feel like I was contributing. And Terry just had to show up. And she would radiate this energy to the people around her. And they felt loved when she did it. Okay. So let's give Terry a wave. 
And Terry, as most of you know, you're on BBS radio and just happen to tune in. You may not know this. But Terry left this realm in August of 2022. And I was in quite a bit of grief when she left. And a few days later, I was laying in bed in my grief. And suddenly I felt, I wasn't sure if I was making it up, but I felt like Terry grabbed my hand from the other side and was holding it. And then different people who who were regulars on our call started calling me up and said, I think Terry contacted me. And one of them was Joy Ayer, who was from Squim, Washington. And uh, she said she thought she was picking Terry up through her pendulum. And she wanted me to ask her questions. And we did this publicly. Uh, I would ask Terry, are you there? And the answer would be yes. Terry, do you know where which drawer my socks are in? And now Joy could only do a yes or no question. So I would have to ask the question, are my socks in the in the bureau? Are they in the second drawer down? And they were. And then I'd ask something. Terry said she was paying attention to me all the time. And when I asked, what density are you in? And I went through densities. This fourth, third, second, first, it came out she was in this density, which is the density of unconditional love. And as I asked more and more questions, it was indicated that in this density, you didn't have a body. You were ephemeral. You could move your energy body anywhere you wanted on the planet. And it just moved at the speed of your intention. So Terry could be in a fifth density and could be with me all the time. And I didn't see anything but I started to feel her energy. And so it turns out that she was coming to all of our calls. And so when I knew this was true, well, I'll give, you know, one other incident that convinced me this was real was uh, after 
I was getting all this connection with Terry through Joy. I said, I'm going to see if I can find a channel or a medium in Sedona that can connect with Terry. And Sedona is a very uh, active town with mediums and psychics. So I started searching them all and seeing who was most credible, who was best. And I actually found a woman who lived down the block from me. Her name was Claudia. And I called her up. I scheduled a session. And the first thing I asked is, Terry there? And she answered, yes, she is. And then I asked, what's the name of the person who's using a pendulum that you're communicating through? And she said, joy, which was the right answer. And that did it. I mean, <laughs> I knew Terry was there. I knew Joy was communicating with Terry. And usually on our Sunday call, we bring Joy on and we ask questions um, to Terry. And I've gotten pretty adept at asking yes or no questions and getting good answers. But for the next four days, Joy is out of commission. And Cecil, I'm going to call in the light in just a second, if he's still here. And uh, so I'm on my own today. Now let's see if Cecil is still here. Are you there, Cecil? Okay, Cecil had to, had to leave, and we usually call in the light, which is our way of doing an invocation to connect this realm with the higher realms and our sources in the higher realms. So I'm going to do that myself in just a moment, in a few moments. So, you know, it's been a challenge because Terry was so amazing and um, she helped carry these calls. And another person that helped carry our Sunday call was Carla Rucker. And I met Carla Rucker when I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and David Wilcock kept referring to her work. And um, she, she had channeled the Ra Group in the early 1980s. And her channelings turned into three books which are usually referred to as the raw material. 
And I was just learning it all this time. The raw material, the raw group was a group soul who graduated this realm. And they had incarnations on the planet Venus a very long time ago when Venus was a populated planet and 20% of the population graduated. And they teamed up on the other side to be a group to help people on planets graduate from their planets. And they've had a number of interventions on our planet. One of them perhaps being Jesus. And the Carla Record Law of One channelings went into um, a very deep understanding of who the Ra group was, what was the advantage of making a connection with them, and some of their history of their interventions on our planet. Now I'm losing myself. Okay. <laughs> so I have picked a session today to replay. And Carla, I believe, died in 2015. And before she died, she was bedridden. And she used to go to church every Sunday, but they, her health got to the point where she couldn't go to church. And at one point, I invited her to come into this call, our Sunday call, and be my co-host, and she accepted and we had a great rapport. And she did this for about five years. And I chose a call, a replay today, where Carla is on and we were engaging in the call. Now, she never channeled on the call. She had her protocol for channeling, and um, channeling publicly in the way we did do it here was not in her familiarity. But she was extremely wise and loving. And 
she was far more famous than I was at the time she was my co-host. And um, I felt quite honored to be working with her. And let me see here. This is a call that was on March 16th, 2014. And it looks like I'm going to play about 35 minutes of it, okay? And Carla was a little like Terry. She was really loving. And she was more confident at being a public speaker. Actually, Terry did get really good, but for a long time, um, she was awkward. But if you if you could see through her awkwardness, you you could hear the immense information she was bringing through, and we were talking to the Elohim and the difference between the Elohim and the Ra group is the Elohim was at a, a much higher dimension or density than the Ra group and they were actually a little harder to feel the Ra group had wisdoms and understandings of this realm that the Elohim didn't have. Or they did have it vicariously because they could pay attention to what was going on in this realm from the higher, the higher vantage point. But they didn't have the experience of graduating from this realm, which the Ra group had. So the Elohim um, the Ra group could fill in some of the spaces. Now, you know, when Carla started coming to our calls, I made it a point for quite some time to avoid mentioning that we were talking to the Ra group because I thought she might have problem with that because she has been for years now the primary source for messages from the Rock group. And she's had a huge amount of acknowledgement from people who have changed their lives 
from reading her material. It's not like normal channeling. It's really deep. So, let's see. First of all, let's give Gary and friends a wave. And, you know, since Carla has passed, and she is up now in the same density that Terry is. <coughs> Let's include Carla in our way. And Terry has assembled quite a team in the fifth density that's working down through our density. And the Elohim would say at the beginning of almost every call, that they are paying attention to everyone on the call who wants to be paid attention to. And that it's possible to make a personal connection with them and to call on them and to make requests of them. And those of you who are regulars are aware that there have been many, many miraculous phenomena that's occurred for people that come to our calls. And as a result of our calls, interacting on the greater collective, You know, the fact that we are separated by these bodies is an illusion because each of us, you could say, has what might appear like a pyramid coming down in our bodies that goes to a point, and we all have the same point. And divides like through a prism till there's these billions of bodies everywhere and billions of planets and it's all coming from one point which the Elohim call and the rock group the one infinite creator Father and other God, we ask for the presence of light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity 
We take him to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe of the one infinite creator. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one. Join with us. <laughs> Excuse me. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And we're going to begin a replay of March, let's see, what is it? I think it's March 14th, 2014. And you know, we have all these calls posted on a website, thespiritchannel.net. And if you're listening to the call and you feel a sense of upliftment, there's a whole track record library of these calls, which if you keep listening, it builds your rapport with the Elohim and the Rana group. They're paying attention to people who are listening to the call. They can feel you when you tune into their energy. And that's a really valuable thing to have a connection with them. So let me see. Now we'll start this out. I'm starting it. It's a two-hour call, and I'm starting it about an hour in. Came back from L from L.A., and we ended up in Flagstaff. And we're in the train station in Flagstaff. And uh, this woman looks at me and says, Hi, Lynn. Oh, it's so good to see you again. And I usually 
hate when that happens because I'm not going to remember where I met them. <laughs> and, and they act like they know me, and I, I kind of freeze up for a moment and I say, oh, my God, I should know this person. But um, then she said, don't you remember? I was in your workshop uh, a couple of years ago in a hotel in Sedona, and we had did a workshop in a, in a hotel. And then I remembered her. I remembered where she was sitting. And um, it ended up she needed a ride back to L.A. from Not the train Sedona. station. Uh, back Sedona. to Sedona from yeah from Sedona to the train the, the the train station's like thirty miles away, and it turns out that she was a Grammy award winning songwriter, wrote songs for Dionne Warwick with Barry Manilow was on TV shows, and it's like I don't know if anything's going to happen between me and her in terms of um, creative stuff, but it was just amazing. It's like, here we we would, one of the things we did in L.A. is I was recording music. That was one of the things we recorded as taking some of my old songs. And I haven't wanted to play music or put music out for quite some time because I don't want to compete with my other work, with my own talents. But now I feel I can do it because I can do both. And they're not contradictory, but I didn't think I could do it because you get a self-image of I'm a this or I'm a that. I can't have two self-images because I'll get confused, you know? (laughs) And so, um, and I realize that art and music are one of the ways of, one of the best ways to impact the collective have a song like that that was played on the radio. And it would attract more people to the other work. As long as I don't have them separated in my mind and can figure out how to integrate them energetically, it's not a matter of, well, I'm a, I'm a this or I'm a that. I'm, a, I don't even, I'm not a anything. I'm just a guy that shows up. So all I have to do is keep showing up and do what I'm supposed to do when I show up, whether it's play a song or give a talk or um, do a channeling with Terry. Um, I don't identify, once I, once I don't identify with the things that I do, i.e. get ego involved, like, oh my God, I'm going to be famous, sir. Oh, listen to all these people that listen to me. That's why when Lucy at the beginning of the call was saying, oh, when you're a star. I have to just go poo, 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 right. I'm just showing up. And, and it's okay for you to have, have a perception, but it's not, I don't need that perception. I just need to show up and do my work and be passionate and uncompromising in, in the way I do it and let whatever else happens happen around that. And so... Um, I was wondering... Uh, I was pretty tired when the train came in and we were talking to this girl, and it seemed to me that she said, "Wouldn't maybe we could do something together? Wouldn't flute and guitar go really good together? I don't know if you heard her say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe we will. Maybe we will. You know, 
I just I just have to be careful of my time, and but maybe I'm sure we'll get together, and we'll see what happens. She's a very talented person. I I looked at her website. She had really beautiful music, and it's interesting because she was in Hollywood, and she was doing all these Hollywood things and having quite a bit of celebrity. She was acting. She was making movies. She was writing songs for people. And and she withdrew from it all and went, decided she wanted to focus on a spiritual path. And so she's been kind of retreat, retreating for a bit. But who knows? Who knows what will happen? But nonetheless, you know, things come back. And every time I do something, every time, not every time, but oftentimes, something happens months or even years later, that totally was... Con- I was sewing something, and I didn't even know I was sewing it, and it comes back. So if it works that way for me, it works that way for you. You could show up... You, like, you could go to some meeting at um, in your town that is some kind of spiritually-oriented meeting, or even any meeting. And then uh, three months later, somebody walks up to you on the street and said, Jeez, I remember you, you were sitting at that meeting I was at. And before you know it, you have the beginning of a new energy and a new relationship. And it works that way. And sometimes you just have to get up and get out and not expect to think you're going to meet friends because that's too much to expect to go out in a group somewhere. But just because your face is there and your face is somewhere else and you're in the same town, before you know it, you'll run into somebody. And you know what? (laughs) You might end up starting to talk to them about our work because they're interested in you. They, They saw you in a good light. So, um, one of the most extraordinary things about this work that we're doing, as I see it, is that we have been learning how to become friends with sources in other dimensions and learning how feel them, to feel their energies, just as we would with a friend in this dimension. It's always great to have a friend, and you can feel the energy, and feel the companionship, and feel of value to another person, because they enjoy being with you, and you enjoy being with them. But friends are hard to come by. Not only are they hard to come by, they're hard to have when you need them. They're not always available. Everyone has their separate life. Now we've got these sources, these group souls, and, you know, we can't see them. They're invisible to us, but we can feel them, and they can come into your space like a friend 
and you can feel them in your space. And one of my favorite stories, and there's many stories that people have who have been on our calls, but one of my favorite ones is the fellow who was the bus driver who sent, sent, sent me a question and he, um, uh, about he's driving the school bus in Minneapolis, I believe. What was his name? Jeffrey, I think. Was his name Jeffrey, Terry? Jeffrey, right? He's probably listening. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Driving a school bus. And, um, and it, it, it was like, it was in a really bad part of town and, uh, the people on the school bus were fighting and probably doing drugs. And every day he would go into a school bus with dread and say, what am I getting myself into today? And he said, what can you do about it? And we didn't channel the answer. I just sent him an email and I said, well, what I would do is I would get in the bus 10 minutes early before anyone was on it. And I would call in the light and I'd call in the energy. And then as each person got on the bus, I would put that, see that energy surrounding them. And so they would sit down and they kind of got a blessing of sorts when they came in. Now, what is calling in the light? It's helping bring in these energies of the higher dimensions. It's bringing, you know, reiterating your friendship with these higher dimensions. They come in. They, they, they respond to being called on. And a few months later, he sent me an email and said, my bus is totally changed. Everyone's peaceful. People love me. They look forward to getting on the bus with me. And um, this is how he changed, he's changing the world. And who knows the long-term ramifications of what he's doing? Who knows what they might be? Who knows how many people are going to remember that energy and they're going to feel it again somewhere else and it's going to make them attract themselves to deepening their connection with it. Win 11. And what's that? 11.20. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. So in any case, let's go now for feeling that energy that we have these beautiful group souls who so want to make an impact on this realm. They so want us to use them that they don't want anything from us other than to share energy and to be our friends and that they are us in the law of one and we are them we're a lower aspect of them, and they're a higher aspect of us. And many of us were them and chose to come here to be of service. And then we forgot. And this is our family, our cosmic family, here on the call, right now, paying attention to each one of us, individually, personally, 
helping you to learn how to connect with them and to be a friend that can can be there whenever you call. Unlike friends that are humans that are can sometimes be there and sometimes can't. And so we make a connection with the earth. We see the earth as part of us. We're part of the earth. We feel the earth's energy coming up through our floor, into our feet, through our bodies, through the top of our head, through the sky, through the clouds. We make a connection with each other. Everyone on this call is part of each other. We are pooling our energies. We are feeling the experience of the connection and the love that can come in even though we can't see each other. We all exist beyond this body. We invite our sources to join this energy. And we have this very big pool of energy, of oneness. And to participate in this, you don't have to surrender one drop of your sovereignty, of your independence, of your uniqueness. You are unique. You are a unique expression. One of a kind. And you're choosing to participate in the power of a group energy connection. And when we make that connection, we enhance our own uniqueness. We enhance our own individuality. We enhance who we are. And we can take advantage of the power of the group energy to help fulfill our individual ambitions, needs, and as long as we are operating in the highest good of all concerned, we can get help. So take a moment of silence. And think, feel what you would like to happen for you that hasn't happened yet. 
healing. A healing for your friend. An opportunity for a job. An opportunity for a business. A new a new place to live. We have some people that have put things on the healing list, and I'll go through it quickly. I should really have Joel do this. Joel, remind me next week, if you want to, I'll have you read the stuff on the healing list. But we have Grace in Tucson, Arizona, is sending the light to her sister Lydia, heal her anger towards her early life experiences. The plant was living in the moment in connection to the light and all that for the highest good. And Lise in um, Camp Verde being able to make myself easily understood and being treated with respect, understanding, kindness, support, generosity, assistance, compassion, and love. Immediate and complete cure for all physical health issues. Oh, all right. <clears throat> this is when live. And you know what? I must have not started that. It's a place where Carla Rucker was talking. And um, I thought I queued that up. Hang on a second. Let me see if I catch it here. It's coming in. What? What is changing the world. And we ask questions many times about that. And, you know, basically, um, the answers tend to lean in the fact that the majority is like, you know what? All the signs of what was going to happen. And, and yet, turn it around just just a little bit, just the way you look at things. And ministers of grace galore. They cannot get into this and leave you hurt. And when that happens, oftentimes people get embittered and they say, I'm never going to love again. I'm never going to risk myself. But if you take those things in the right 
way. It's part of the lessons on this planet of learning discernment. And then you have to review it, and you have to ask yourself, to ask yourself, why, how did I, how did I make the mistake? You know, how many people um, had bad relationships and are cursing their former relationship because <laughs> my wife took all my money or my husband abandoned me? And it's like, you know what? All the signs of what was going to happen were there at the beginning of the relationship. But you didn't see them because you didn't have discernment to see them. And that's, that's not to judge yourself. It's to take that relationship and that failure and say, what did I miss? What were the signs? And this is how you start learning wisdom. This is how you start learning discernment. This is like, um, <laughs> in fact, it's the only way. It's the only way to learn it. The School of Hard Knocks. And the title today of the talk was The Breaking Down of the Collective. And, you know, none of us want that to happen. None of us want to see more suffering on this planet. And yet, it seems like it's in the cards. So how do you approach this? How do you approach it in your own mind with the idea that it's in the cards, not having fear, and how what can you do now, right now, in order to anticipate what might happen in the future? And this doesn't mean, if it doesn't happen, you don't have to kick yourself for saying, geez, I prepared myself for this to happen, it's not happening. Well, just <laughs> congratulate yourself. It's okay if it doesn't happen. But there's so many things stacked in our faces that something, or I should say some things are going to happen that are already happening. There's a trajectory. There's loads of negative that are controlling our planet. There's loads of people, probably the majority, that um, don't know what's going on. And that would be perfectly happy to hate a bunch of Arabs if there's a false flag attack and bring in nationalism and horrible things, abuses to humanity because that we have to win even when we're part of the creation of that. Now I'm going on and on and on. And Carla kept thinking, I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something. So anything, anything you want to comment, Carla, about what I've been talking about. Well, I guess uh, I would never dream of interrupting you when you're on such an excellent <laughs> role. You're very, very creative, and I think that the trips on the train where you had time to think has really, really helped you out a lot. But um, 
I wouldn't have interrupted that for anything, but I will say this. It's not a closed system. It's not a done thing. People are saying, well, it's there's no hope. But that's why we came. We came into a, a muddy, difficult situation because we wanted to lighten the consciousness here. We wanted to lift something that can only be lifted from within. You can't, people in higher realms, angels, ministers of grace, galore, they cannot get into this world in which humanity struggles. There's a an impossibility there that spirit cannot directly affect flesh. What can affect it is enfleshed. We are we are flesh and blood and yet we have brought with us and everyone brings with them that beautiful soul that makes us all one, that makes us all worth saving that makes us all worse if you would use the word redemption. And no, we don't want to wrench people away from their sleep. We want to tap them on the shoulder and say, would this appeal to you? Think about this. And then give a cheery smile with everything that's in your heart and move on because we're so much stronger than can barely hear you is that better I know you're so you're very 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 faint nobody's able to hear you on this end okay well I'm, I'm holding the microphone close to my mouth is that better I, I can hear Carla. I haven't missed the word she said, but um, but speak speak as loud as you can without okay. losing your train of thought. I think we're so much stronger than that which is around us that we see as solid. It's not solid. It's not a closed system. There's always that possibility of entering any mind. And beginning the process of awakening a, a sleeping soul. Because people aren't evil, usually, or depraved, or usually they're just lazy or or asleep. It's content with the way things are to the point where they don't see the point in changing. It's It's okay to work hard and then die. Um, and yet turn it around just just a little bit, just the way you look at things. And instead of taking the morning for granted, you wake up and see how beautiful everything is, and you have a blessing right there, the, the creation around us, you know, and it, it lifts you up and... Um, then you, you look at the people around you and, and the beautiful things that they have done. 
And you're looking at people that have done beautiful things, mind you, and that lifts you up. And there are so many ways to be lifted up from the mire and see whether it's by speech or by teaching or by song or by art, the help that people have been in the past and realize, I can do that. I can be part of that. I can lighten the consciousness of this planet by my choice of how I look at things and how I look at people. And if you just keep trying to see where's the love, where's the love in this in this moment, where is the beauty, where is the hope, and feel that rising in your heart, then I think that that's all that's necessary. If you have that open heart and that willingness to let the creator shine through in a smile, in a wave, in a phone call, in the little things of life. It's 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 so often it's not the big things. It's the little things that that matter, that people remember. I'm I'm so moved by every single card and and I, I just got a, a donation from a guy this this last week, and I didn't know him. And it was just a thank you sent out to the universe for some positive thoughts. And it just makes you realize that when you have some good words to say, say them. If you have a smile to give, give it. Open your heart and and. As Wynne has been trying to say this morning, um, let everybody around you become the brother of Christ. Let everyone have a soul. Look, not a. It's not precisely to look above, but it's to look through the errors that people make or the distortions that people have that have you doing knee-jerk reactions as to not liking them or judging them to be wanting. Underneath them is the soul that is untouched by all of the things that life has handed out. It may not look untouched, but it is. It's you have to see through all of the outer stuff to see that soul that is struggling to shine and not having a lot of luck and loving that soul. And you can love people into wanting to be awake, thinking to themselves, gee, I, I love the way I feel when I'm around that person or when I'm listening to that person talk and remembering how that feels and, and just carrying that with you until you you become, as Wynne said, a seed yourself and realize that every smile that you make and give 
is a seed planted beautifully. Now, you don't know if it's on dry ground or on fertile soil, but that's not the problem. Your problem is simply to give, find it in your heart to have something to smile about today. I've often found my best bet is to start counting my blessings because there are always blessings in the darkest situation. And as I think thoughts of thanksgiving and gratitude, I lighten up and the sun starts shining through that inner sun of of beauty and, and joy that is so hard to reach from the outside. But it is within you, and it, it's a matter of opening up to it. I guess and that's when what you're, I wanted to say. Yeah, what, when you're working with other people, understand, you know, this is where discernment comes in. You have to understand the process of how someone changes and grows. And you can't look for response immediately. Uh, you have to hold the space. And people, even, you, even all of you guys, know, even me, know that the patterns in us that are of the shadow nature just don't disappear like in the blink of an eye. And when somebody is going through stuff and you have chosen that they're a worthy person underneath and you give of yourself, don't expect them to change immediately. In fact, sometimes it takes months and years before somebody changes. But one of the ways you can know that you're really impacting someone is by their gratitude. Because gratitude is a very high expression. It's not the same as appreciation. It's not the same as a formal thank you. It's something where if you look inside you, you can feel it. You can feel their gratitude, and you can feel gratitude yourself for the opportunity to be of service to someone else. And, you know, we talked about uh, the change in the collective and that there's things that we can all do right now that are just in case. And I say this again, store some food, maybe store some gasoline. If, if for some reason you have to go somewhere, uh, make friends with your neighbors, <laughs> find a group in your area that you can feel the spirit with and become part of that group. Uh, let people know who you are. It doesn't mean you have to buy into all their beliefs that happens to be a church. Uh, but see that even their belief system from a higher level. And um, it's like, if, if there's 
for example, if there's a financial breakdown, people will be much hard. It, it may, I don't say it will, but it may be harder to make friends. People are going to be more guarded. They're going to be more guarded. Um, when you're desperate, it's harder to get help than when you're feeling better. And some of you feel desperate even now, but you're, you know, you still got food on your table. You still got a roof over your head and you can be grateful for those things. And you know, there's a lot of indications. A lot of people are saying we're on the verge of something and it's not clear what it is. And when things happen that upset the reality system, it's either going to bring out the best or the worst in people. And that you are learning to be one of those people that encourages the best in everyone around you. And um, start now. Don't wait for some event <laughs> to happen that creates more desperation in people. Although that could be the moment that you rise to your own position of leadership as people gravitate towards you. And um, we are the seeds here and the seeds are growing and you are growing and I am growing and we are learning how to do this. There is no book that you can follow because you need your own discernment. You know, I was was thinking, I was going to play a song, one of the songs that I wrote years ago, which I thought kind of applies to some of the stuff we're talking about. And then we'll go into our meditative part of this call. Just a second. Here we go. Give more than you take It comes back and it's so sweet 
Hi, are you there? Who unmuted me? Besides me. Okay. Just a second here. All participants are unmuted. Okay, now everybody's unmuted. And... I'm just curious, how many of you have come to a call and felt your energy shift during the call? Oh, sure. One, two. Okay. You can hear me now. How many... Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah. How many have come to a call and found that you were more friendly and open to other people after a call? Yeah, I think it happens every time. (laughs) Every time. How many of you go into dark spaces and feel cut off? from people and things. How many of you feel generally balanced in your life? I do. Yeah, me too. Things are good. How many of you feel that you are impacting the collective? Yes. Yes. And I'm positive we all do at Whole Planet Healing. You know, one of the things I noticed on Whole Planet Healing, and I just thought I'd make a comment on this. We know 
that um, our sources are on the calls with us. And they have the ability to impact the collective and impact other people's moods and attitudes and sometimes do absolute miracles. And and yet, not many people take advantage of that. You know, the Elohim does not keep their finger on our entire planet and say, oh, we should fix this, we should fix that. The Elohim have said they can tell when somebody's energy goes beyond the veil and they pay attention. They're called to pay attention to that person. And you know, they're a 24-7 group. They're always doing it. That's why they say we leave, but we do not leave. And when we do whole planet healing, there's this opportunity to put things in the light, which is really an opportunity for them to notice something that they might not have noticed otherwise, okay? And we're not taking advantage of that on that call. And I just wanted to make a suggestion that think about people around you, some of you do, and people that need help in some way and people that are going through something Think of, in the news, where there's been tragedies. Of, and there's enough tragedies going on. And put it in, put it in that field of energy um, on the call. And take advantage of it. Because they know, they learned what's going on through people like us. And it activates them potentially into taking some kind of action. And I just wanted to encourage those of you who are coming to Whole Planet Healing to do that, okay? And also... You know, I mentioned... Yeah, go ahead. Also, at some level, it is a requirement for them to be asked before they can provide you with service, with help. By requesting something or intending something, you're opening a doorway for them to be able to help. Now, of course, if there's some kind of tragic thing that happens on the planet, those people that are in the midst of that tragedy 
maybe asking God for help. And, you know, as far as the higher sources are concerned, it doesn't matter what name you use. Even if you use the name of a compromised God source, which there are many, if your intent is pure, you can still get a reaction. You know, I know Carla is listening to our calls, and I just wanted to thank her for all the way she's contributed to the work that we do, as well as the work that she does. You know, the raw material has created huge impact on people. And and it's still creating impact, and people are still discovering it. Yeah, they are. They're just discovering it, like, in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things have a way of leaking into the collective slowly but surely without a lot of hype. Um, You know, the negative has all kinds of money and, and positions of power in news and entertainment, and they can put things into the collective using all of their power. But they usually don't stick. People hear it, they remember it, it works for the moment. But things that have truth behind them can stick. And why are there so many people who are Christians today? or Buddhists, or, or whatever. They were things that had truth that started out small and got into the collective, and they're still there. And our work has that power behind it. And even though we don't have a million people on our calls. The Spirit Channel has 180,000 hits and still growing. And it's got to be making an impact on the collective. It's like if, if you ever watch how someone becomes famous, oftentimes they get a lot of support from the power brokers to bring them into view. But unless they have real juice behind them, they don't stay in view. I've observed this. It's a very interesting thing to observe. 
because many there's many many flashes in the pan that get attention and then they can't hold the attention because they're not holding the juice. They had a creative thing that they did, you know, like a song. <laughs> can, can anyone remember who sung the Monster Mash? <laughs> Boris Karloff. Or... Disco Duck. Who 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 did Disco Duck? Nobody knows. Rick, how many of you know who Rick Dees is? He was a disc jockey in uh, in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's who did Disco Duck and was a joke. It became a big hit. Mm. Now, I remember the days when there was such a thing as thing as payola and they would oh, yeah. pay pay people. To play the records. To play yeah play records and I bet that still happens okay you don't hear about it anymore but in the old days it was a big scandal and it was illegal to do it and but they did it you know yeah I think corruption is on a much higher level now that's nothing <laughs> compared to yeah I know I know it <laughs> You know what I want to say? When you, you know, when, if you're doing service to self, and maybe you're doing that, you got to hit record or something. But then when you, like you're talking about this expanding, and then you do service to others, it just feels better. You know? It just feels better. It just, uh, you know, if you do both, and then as you get older, you go, man, this feels so much better to not be being selfish. And I like what you said about being able to keep your own sovereignty because so many people don't want to get involved with, uh, you know, religion that's uh, organized religion that they think they're going to lose their sovereignty. And what, what you're doing, when and what we're doing here is, is so nice. It's just... Uh, uh, it's kind of like you take it or leave it. I mean, it's not like, you understand what I'm saying? We're, we're all keeping our sovereignty, which uh, I think is great that you brought that up. That really made sense to me. Well, I'll tell you, the last thing I want for myself is to be put on a pedestal and everyone thinks I know all the answers and I know the truth. And what should I do now, Wayne? What should I do? That's the last thing, and I don't accept it. Uh, don't I put things out. I put things out. 
And then I just let them hang and do whatever they do. But I know we do good work. I know from, you know, numerous strangers that have emailed me over the years that have had life-changing experiences as a result of our work. Yeah, I it, it so may be sometimes that this isn't more known of. And when is that going to come out on YouTube, that thing that you were doing? Well, it's getting really close. And, you know, there's something, uh, it, was, it was really done, and Aaron wanted to put it out. And there's one thing I thought was missing from it that I thought was important that would attract people, more people to follow up. And that was, we didn't have any of my dialogues with the Elohim group on there. We had monologues, one from Daphne and one from Terry, Right. But not the dialogues. And the dialogues bring up so much important information. And um, I don't want it to take over the, the whole video. I mean, I could go for 10 hours on dialogues. Right. But the reason I'm watching this is I'm telling people about this, and people are saying, well, where is it? When's it coming out? Because one time you were saying, well, it's coming out real soon. So people are actually asking me, and that's what I say. I, that, that will, I think that will explode. Really. I, I, I don't know if it's I heard you on Coast to Coast. That's why I first came across you was on Coast to Coast. You saw the video, right? No. No. Oh, well, send me an email and say, send me a copy of the video, and I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay, and, and what's I'll your name? You Winfrey at Yahoo. What's that? At what, what is it? Winfrey at what? Yahoo. At Yahoo, okay. I mean, it doesn't have that section of the the dialogues, okay? Uh-huh. And I'll probably... That's been a very hard section to do, or tedious. You're, ne you're never satisfied. You're never satisfied. I remember I'd go there and my brother would be uh, rehearsing and they just play the same thing over and over and over because it wasn't just quite right, you know. After a while, mm. I had to walk out, you know. It's like, man, they played it 16 times in a row. And I understand that you just never quite satisfied. I understand that. And, 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 and one of the things is that... Um, I can't possibly go through all the sessions we've done and pick out the very best ones, the best excerpts to put in there, you know? Yeah, you could spend many and, lifetimes just, just checking it out. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've, 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 been, I've been going through it, and I'm not putting the whole session in. I'm putting one little excerpt that I think 
will trigger people in a positive way or give them some kind of uh, aha experience or saying, can this be real? I mean, it's really hard. You know, the, the biggest challenge of this work is that it's hard to believe it's real. It's like this... I mean, I went through a very long time feeling like I was in some kind of fantasy. You know, how could this be real? How well, could they funny. be talking? I've I, I got people that uh, I would never think that they would believe any of this. And I talk to them about it, and I have them going and listening to old calls. And uh-huh. they're, they're into you know, and it, it kind of shocking some of the people that are into it. I, I wouldn't wasn't expecting it really. So things are really changing, I think. Well, you're good. You know that you establish heartfelt relationships with people, and people have respect for things you say. So um, that there's things that yeah there's that I've done that, that I, I can't even believe and I, I hesitate to tell people because it sounds so crazy and I'm not going to go into it. But I, I really don't care that much, but it's like I want to say, listen, this is what happened, you know, because it's so amazing. And uh, a lot of it is enthusiasm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, enthusiastic and, and like, wow, listen to this. It's so, it, it's just so great. It's just so great. And I think the Terry-St. Catherine connection is an extraordinary thing to share with people because Terry has such a saintly expression when she's in her her centered space, you know? And St. Catherine was a channel. And... Terry is a, is a channel. I don't know if I should say is or was. You know, probably is. <laughs> uh, is, I'm sure. Is, yeah. Ving, you want to do the healing list? Yes. It's not very long today. Hang on a second here. And there will uh, always be room for a second video, I think. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There's probably room for a hundred videos. Yeah, that's the way you should look at it. It's not just a one-shot deal. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I. I could. Get, it would be fair to have Aaron, unless I could pay him because you know he the only reason he was able to do that is because he was in between work and he's staying with his mother and his brother he's not paying rent so he had the freedom to work on it you know that that was that was a lot of work on his part but of course once people are interested in our work it doesn't have to be that well produced. 
I mean, just like today, I'm playing excerpts from a call. No video, no pictures, and yet people are paying riveted attention to it, you know? Yeah, it's and, real. Uh, yeah. And in fact... I kind of, at one point, I decided I like doing conference calls better than Zoom rooms, okay? It's not to say, it's not to say I would never do a Zoom room, but there's less physical distraction. There's no picture to look at. And you become more sensitive to, to the energies on a conference call. Although, I mean, there may be reasons. Okay. So let's go through the healing list. We're going to bring in the lights. And... If you want to be on this list, you hurry up, you can still get on it. In the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com. In the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com. That goes to a page with a form on it, and if you fill out that form and press send, you will be on the healing list. And, you know, I'm just looking at the people on the call today. I see Peggy and Ken in Toronto. And Joan and Janine in Salt Lake City. Hello, Janine. Hello. How are you doing today? Um, surprisingly well today. I'm okay today. I'm glad to hear that. Got some business going on. I gotta get rid of my truck and get it down to a friend's house. Yeah. Your truck? My truck. Because I can't see to drive it anymore. Mm hmm. So what I kind of truck is it? About, what kind of? It's a Chevy S10. Mm hmm. And it only has. A couple of problems with it that I can't fix right now. But I'd like to donate it to somebody on our call if they want it. That's a pickup truck, isn't it? It is. And it's a classic, right? Well, it's 23 years old. And does it have a V8 engine? Um, it's a 
four banger, I think. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's two wheel drive, but it does, um, it has winter tires for it. I have winter tires for it and everything. But I have to get it off the property by the first, so I'm going to take it to a friend's house and go from there. But I'd like to donate it to somebody who needs it if they want it. Well, you know what? A bunch of people are listening to you right now. You're, you're in Salt Lake City, right? I am. All right. Send me an email if you want a truck. That there's only there's only two things that's the problem for it. it needs a new battery. Um and it needs a kill switch for the gas line so that you know. All right. Let me go through our healing list here. Hang on. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Okay, we have, let me see here. If you're on BBS radio, we're probably going to go off in just a minute or something. So hang on. If you listened to this call and you liked it, uh, we have thousands of calls posted on the spiritchannel.net, okay? Okay. 